Well, this morning is different. We're going to really, uh, let, let's get our head wrapped around this because we're really just going to continue the worship service when we go out of here uh, and wander around the church. And when, because, you know, worship doesn't just take place in here. This is a particular moment of worship, but worship is all of life, right? Tomorrow morning, you'll be in worship. Uh, when you go to bed tonight, you'll be in worship. You know, when you eat dinner, you're in worship. Um, uh, everything that goes on in life from the moment you're born until you, you know, go to the grave and beyond, of course, is all worship. And so it would make sense that as we go around here in this building this morning that we're really worshiping. I just want to kind of set us up to be able to experience that the best way possible, hopefully. Um, our first thing that we have to understand is that this is not our church. It's, it's Jesus Christ's church. Jesus is the head, and we are the body. And he tells us what to do. And, uh, you know, our job is to try and listen and discern that and then give back to God what was never ours. So as we activate here and get ready to take off in a few minutes, let's just get this one teaching thing done. And here it is. You and I are stewards, not owners. We are stewards, not owners. This is critical to understanding Jesus' teaching. And it's critical to understanding one of the major topsy-turvy themes within Scripture. Like, you know, other topsy-turvy things that Jesus teaches. If you want to be great, then you become the servant of all. If you want to own everything, then you give up everything. And here's another one. If you want to be free, then you become a steward, not an owner. It's a topsy-turvy type thinking. Now, I, I know what you're thinking at the moment, you know, and if you're sharp and you're kind of awake this morning, you'll be snickering right now because you're like, well, you got that right. I don't really own anything because UMB owns my car and Wells Fargo owns my house and I'm paying AT&T 26 bucks a month for the rest of my freaking life for that smartphone. So, you know, I mean, like, if you get past that moment, you know, you're going to realize, though, that we don't own anything and that God owns everything. It isn't because God is greedy or stingy or he's saying mine. After all, he gave us our very lives. God is a generous giver. He doesn't need anything. And, you know, philosophers, if you're kind of philosophical or even an atheist and you think about this sort of thing, you know, there's one thing that every philosopher has to agree on, on the nature of God, and that the concept of God is that God is absolutely free. How is God absolutely free? He's the most free being in the universe. Right? He's absolutely free because he possesses, uh, nothing possesses God. And in a sense, God owns everything, and yet he's absolutely free. Get your head wrapped around that. Nothing controls God. And hardly any of us know anything really about God. We read the Bible, we get a little Bible glimpse of the God, the God that interacts with uh, the Jews and and eventually the church. But the psalmist gets it right in Psalm 50. The psalmist says, God owns everything. What can we ever do for God? And there's what Psalm 50 says. It says, every wild animal of the forest is mine. The psalmist is speaking for God. Every wild animal of the forest is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the air. And all that move in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I wouldn't need to tell you. For all the world... And all that's in it is mine. Ah. 
See, God is full of joy. Freedom from things and from the desperate clinging grasp of ownership brings joy. God owns everything, but he gives us everything. And in the giving comes the release of slavery and the resulting joy and freedom. Get the sequence of things? When we take on a stewardship attitude about life, when we relinquish ownership, we get what we were after in the first place, which is contentment and joy. Is that a paradox or what? You want to be joyous? Then be generous. Be a steward. Have a steward's mentality, a trustee's mentality. Now, you have to understand then what a steward is, right? They, they invest the owner's resources. It's like the city's Kauffman Foundation, you know, from Ewing Kauffman. Uh, they, they took Ewing Kauffman's assets, Kauffman set up a foundation, and they help entrepreneurial businesses and education. They help people get started, the willing and the motivated, uh, the people who, who are trying to get something going, and they, they fund them and uh, equip them to actually get something done. The church is doing the same sort of thing, except we're building the kingdom of God. And you do that. Now, instead of there just being one millionaire guy named Ewing Kaufman, you know, it's all of us little miniature millionaires. Okay, lose the word millionaire. Us little people with a small pile of cash. And then we put together our 10 bucks and our 20 bucks and our 100 bucks and our 1,000 bucks or whatever. And then we kind of become this cumulative, you know, millionaire. And then that's what the church does. And then we do great things as a result of that. And so we help the house church in China. We provide surgeries for uh, women in Liberia. We take care of orphans in um, Haiti. And we take care of at-risk students right here in our own neighborhood. We rescue women from sex trafficking, uh, you know, in our city. And then right here, we invest in our students and children. In a few moments, you're going to walk around. If you get a chance, you go by and look at the new construction upstairs, and you'll see what's going on. And when you go by that upstairs, you want to do a little nod. You're going to give the nod to God, and you're going to say, thanks, God. You know? When you walk out to your car, and, and you put your key in the thing or whatever, and you do the nod to God, you'll say like, yeah, that's not my car. After U and B gets done with it, it's not my car. It's God's. It's a gift. And when you go inside your house and you get out of the rain and you stand there and look through your nice windows and you look out the yard and you think, it's not my house. It's God's. It's a gift. And when that happens, your hand opens up and you say, I am free. I'm at peace. And I give thanks to the one who gave it to me in the first place. See how this attitude can really set us free and change us if we just take on a steward's attitude? The church is in charge of stewarding the planet. <laughs> Six billion people. God made every one of them in his image. Every one of them is a gift. And every Christian is out there trying to remind the world, stop hurting each other. You're all a gift to each other. You're all made in God's image. What in the world are you thinking? 
Only when people begin to possess and own and think it's their job to be God do people start hurting each other. And they want to make man in their own image. <clears throat> so when you walk around here in a few moments and you go out and you look at the coffee bar, and you think, you're like, yeah, that's right. We put our kitchen right in the middle of the whole church. You know what I mean? Because I don't care if you live in a mansion over in Mission Hills or something like that. Everyone's going to be crowded in your kitchen anyway. You know, forget the other 56 rooms. It's just going to be everybody's being in your kitchen, right? So we just put ours right out there. And when you look over at the athletic field, if you get a chance to go over there and look at that, <clears throat> hundreds, maybe thousands of people use that all uh, winter long. It's a gift. It's a gift from God to us, and so we offer it as a gift to the community. And when you go around and you look at the nursery and the toddler rooms and the early childhood, and then you go look at the kids' zone stuff, and you see what each one of us are doing, and you kind of give thanks to each other, say, hey, thanks for helping serve my kids. You know? And then you pay it forward. If your kids are grown and they're gone, and you, maybe you're even at some other church and somebody else helped your kids get that done. My sixth grade son, who just walked out of here, he, every day, he's like, when's that construction stuff going to be done upstairs? That place looks awesome. I can't wait to use it. It's gone on way too long, isn't it? I mean, the thing's supposed to be done by now, you know? Because, you know, time frame's real short for him. And, uh, and it's like, he's excited about it. And I think, thank you for taking care of my son. All you guys help my kid have an environment where people who are volunteering can do the very best job possible. It's working for me. Is it working for you? We give back to God for the good work of a trustworthy church, and that's why we give money. We're actually saying, I know you own all the cattle on a thousand hills, and you don't need a thing out of me. And I know the church doesn't ultimately need my money either. But what's really going on is we're slaying the dragon of consumerism and of ownership that possesses us and kills our joy and contentment. And we say, here, God, I used a little bit of your money. I fed my family. I put a roof over my head. I, I, I got to go to work and drive there in a car. I saved some for emergencies and my kids' education. And, and when I can't work any longer, I've been saving up for that. And I took the family on the vacation, if you don't mind me using some of your money. But ultimately, it's all yours, and I'm giving it back to you. Is that okay? And God says, well, that's what I gave it to you for. That's what a steward's attitude is about life. Around here, we're in this huge financial challenge called Fearless. And uh, Fearless is where, we're, you know, it's like $1.3 million, and we're in the middle of the thing, and it's doing all sorts of wonderful things, including paying for this place. But it's doing hundreds of thousands of dollars are going out all over the place, just out of pure love. Because all of us are taking our hands, and instead of a closed fist, we just say, it's not mine. I'm just a steward, not an owner. And then the joy comes. A free person is a content person. And if you think you're free, then you're, you're, you have the joy. Everything works. Years ago, I was sorting through my pocket change, and I was picking out quarters out of the little pile, a dish of, you know, change, because I was going to go to the car wash. And, uh, my little two-year-old daughter walked by, and she said, what's that um, in your hand? Actually, she said, dat. That's all she could say. And, um, and I said, well, it's some money. Do you want some? And I held up a quarter. And she said, no. And she just walked on by. 
And it struck me in that moment, she is perfectly content because mommy and daddy provide everything for her. She needs nothing. And that's exactly the way I am supposed to be with God Almighty. And every one of us have a heavenly parent that when we want something, it's right there. And we should do that for others because we are a gift to everyone else. Our God takes care of us and we give back what was never ours in the first place and we give it to other people. We are stewards of God's resources for him. And so this morning is all about demonstrating that. So when you walk around, you'll do the God nod. Like, yeah, everything's working around here. People are volunteering. I volunteer. The resources look good. I think we're doing a good job. If not, then fix it. Right? Get involved with it. So I hope you can have this attitude as we really continue the worship service. If you don't have anything to really do this morning, then just wander around and do the God nod. Saying like, yeah, it's all good. You know? And enjoy it. Go slow. You know? Uh, and just soak the whole thing in. How often do you ever get a chance just to walk around the building and think like, um, just look at stuff. And just contemplate and pray over things like that. When you look at a child's face and they're in their classroom, just say like, it's the joy of God right there. You know, when you see a volunteer holding on to a crying baby, think like, thank God that's not me. No, I mean, um, no, you know, just give thanks to God. So let's pray the way Jesus taught us to pray. Stand with me, please. And... Uh, if you don't believe these words, then watch other people around you who do believe it and see what they think and think hard about it. If you do believe it, then pray just as your Lord and your Savior taught you to pray, which is like this. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil for the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.